0: We welcome in the new year in true Mark and David style. From slaps, farts and elongated willies to one giant step for mankind. The Almost 30 Minute Quiz Show brings you the latest news from a very different perspective. So kick back and enjoy the next half hour or thereabouts in this no-holds-barred comedy combo.
1: Happy New Year! Oh, God. I know, another year closer to death.
0: It's funny, I actually wrote, was it to you on WhatsApp? I wrote to somebody today. They said. Um, you really a,
1: don't want to mention what you wrote to No, on not WhatsApp, the, the thing about the socks.
0: No, no, nothing like that. No, somebody wrote to me, I hope you have a really great year. And I wrote back, it'll probably be like 1966 to 2019.
1: No, I'm not saying like that. Like crap. Was. I think I wrote to you today, uh, like, I wrote to you about half past midnight saying, well, that's disappointing, roll on 2021.
0: You did. What was it that disappointed you in the first 30 minutes of the year?
1: The fact that I was emptying the dishwasher, (laughs) (laughs) getting ready for bed.
0: I have not been awake uh, at midnight on New Year's Eve for maybe 15, 20 years.
1: No, I, I managed to get just past midnight starting my diet and possibly having my uh, feminist January where I don't shave my armpits and stuff like that. That was, for, that was from a BBC programme. Oh, that okay, that's funny. actually
0: Can't quite it? offensive. Anyway, um, I do have a question to ask you about your Christmas because, of course, we... Oh, we ho, ho, ho! Exactly. How was it being Santa?
1: It was brilliant. What it did you do? It? What did I do? I snuck into the um, party round snuck. the back. Snuck? Are you snuck. American? What, what's English? sneaked. Word? No, you don't say sneaked. Don't you say sneaked? No. Oh, okay. You say sneakers. Okay. So I snuck into the party with with my little elf. It's
0: very hard to sneak into a party or snuck into a party when you are dressed in red and with a big beard. So
1: I wasn't in red. I had my costume in a box. Although so, what you appeared in
0: front of the children? No,
1: no, there was a side door. Uh, That's green, how I snuck. You in. had a
0: green room, Santa's green
1: room. I, I, I did, except I got the wrong room, and a couple of kids came in while I was getting changed. But we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll move on <laughs> from that one. So, I, I went into the right room, got changed. The one thing about Santa that nobody really says is it's bloody hot. And I, I'm. Well, what so, were you wearing underneath? I had like a, a white long sleeve T-shirt just to, sort right. of, so my hairs weren't billowing. And boxers and had or a, more? Um, I had a pair of boxes under the trousers, okay. and a jacket, and a wig, and a beard, and gloves, and like, okay. these funny boots. Which work? Because apparently Santa has white gloves. He's well, got psoriasis. Possibly. it was to stop you touching the kids. I don't know. Okay, but so... There was a big sack of presents that I had to carry in. All the parents bought presents, and I, and I, I dug in. And by the end, you're in this hot room, and all these children like waiting patiently staring at you like pick my present pick my present Um, and every time you dip in like the sweat is trickling down your eyes it's it's really
0: oh this is disgusting it wasn't pleasant I, I imagine most of the kids are looking at you and thinking oh my god please don't make me sit on his
1: knee no no some came there was one kid that didn't want to sit on my knee and his parents picked him up and the little kid just kicked me so hard and it you're like, wh- wh- oh, little Johnny, while
0: crying and
1: yeah, he's, he just didn't want to sit on knee, and I get that. But his parents right. wanted the picture with with Santa, right? Um, but yeah,
0: no. talking about violence, there'll be something coming up on that uh, not in not too long. But first, should we should we get on with the questions?
1: Yeah, yeah, let's. I mean, there was one kid that like kicked everybody out of the way. When he heard his name called, he came running through, knocked the kids out of the way. And then there was another kid with the same name and it wasn't his presence. So oh, he had to brilliant. go all the way. Brilliant. Paul, it was only about Should three years old. Should let
0: people into, into the secret of who Santa's help was?
1: Uh, you can do. It was your son. It was. He looked very good in the little Santa hat.
0: Oh,
1: bless. Le- bless. I think Le- he's got a job for life there. Bless his cotton socks. So right,
0: on to the questions, which we really need to, to get on with. Um, we're going to pose five questions... If you want to pause the uh, tape or whatever it is that you're playing us on, hit the pause button, try to answer the questions, and then we will spend the next 20 minutes or so answering them in a lot more detail and hopefully with a lot more mirth. Hopefully. 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 Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully with a lot more It's a mirth. village in Cheshire, hopefully. <laughs> right. Question number one. Off you go.
1: Okay. Question number one. George, 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 A. can't pronounce it. Mario Bergoglio is better known as? Question mark.
0: Question number two, which UK city won the race to announce the first election result?
1: Question number three, which dick resigned after the Watergate scandal?
0: Four, true or false, there's a sea on the moon.
1: And question number five, who performed the world's first heart transplant?
0: I reckon it would be easier to read these questions if you actually put a question mark at the
1: end of each one. It would be easier if we type them because That's I wrote true. those you're, on my lap. <laughs>
0: I am actually reading them off his knees right now,
1: which are shaking. And with
0: that. Subscribe,
1: thought, subscribe.
0: For the last time, I want to hear it from you, Santa.
1: Subscribe, ho, 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 ho. Welcome back. Thank you very yes. much. My pleasure. Who's back? Baby back. (laughs) Let's bring baby back. Okay. I'm I'm now going to try and pronounce this. And my apologies for my Spanish pronunciation. But Jorge Mario Bergiglio is better known as.
0: Well, if you pronounced it properly, maybe I'd have a better...
1: Bergiglio. do would you like a clue or have a guess first? Giga-
0: be, gig- no, it's oh, not gigolo. Jorge,
1: Mario, Bajiglio, Giglio Giglio. Okay, so he's better
0: known as, as George. No. Martin. No. Frank. Ooh, getting
1: there. Uh, Frank. Um, well, he's so, not French. No, not with that. It's sort of Spanish-ish. Spanish-ish. Would you like Frank- a clue? Franco. Franco know? was Spanish-ish. Uh, would you like a clue? Yes, please, sir. His predecessor was called Benny, which is quite funny because there used to be a chain of restaurants called Frankie and Benny's. Really? Yeah. Okay. In what Italian. type of food was that? Italian.
0: Oh, okay. Um, Benny. Benny Hill.
1: Um, similar. Yes. No. They wear uniforms. Fo-
0: soccer. Football.
1: No. They wear white uniforms.
0: White uniform. N- then more like dresses. Nurses. We're get oh, them. Huh? Actually, no. Wait a minute. Jorge's a bloke. Yes. White. Who yeah. wears white? Who wears all white is
1: called Frank. It's lengthen his name a bit. Frank.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> Frank. Frank. Who is it?
1: Uh, Pope Francis. Ah, uh, okay. Francis and Benedictus. Benedict XVI. Yes. And, and then f- Francis the I. Not yet. Well, well.
0: You don't get to become Francis I till Francis II ah. comes
1: into office. But I remember Pope John Paul was called Pope John Paul I. Actually, no, he didn't last very long, did he? No. So I, that m- memory yeah. would be very short because he, he was in office for like a month. However, it? I
0: have to say John Paul II was called John Paul II from when he entered office. Well, he
1: would be because he was the second one. But so, what, Oh, it's the first one. I'm just trying to remember then. for that fortnight that he was Pope. Right. And then suddenly died in his sleep. Why are we
0: talking about the Pope?
1: Um, well, it's New Year's Day. So Happy the New Pope Year. always gives an address. But New Year's Eve, the Pope was on a little wander. Round rome round vatican city went to see the nativity scene and then he slapped a woman as you do i thought the nativity
0: scene was in bethlehem
1: well it's a copy maybe well you know christianity did start in italy forgive me i interrupted the and and i've just offended just about every every one of our our listeners listeners, yeah viewers
0: sort of like one and a half billion listeners right so you one and a half you was you started to explain he slaps so he slaps a woman just like that?
1: Well, not just like that. There is a bit of story okay. behind so it. So we've seen the video. Can you imagine that Pope walking down the road? It's like, <laughs> and there's one. Woof!
0: <laughs> hey, well, it, Popes of way back when weren't exactly the best behavior. No, they'd
1: then. like hang people off bridges, wouldn't
0: <laughs> yeah. they? Yeah. So anyway, we're in uh, the square. So we're
1: in Vatican City in St. Peter's Square. Which isn't
0: actually a square. I don't know. It's it it kind, kind of circular square-ish. It's kind of circular-ish, I think. Anyway.
1: Oh, I'll, I'll have to go Yes, right. I mean I've been but, but I yes. never really stood above it I hope you washed your hands after you went <laughs> right in in the um, font font yes anyway <laughs> getting to the point <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, what are we talking about? okay, okay the we're, Pope. In, we're in St Peter's so Square so the Pope slaps a woman he's busy touching children and this is and, sounding and, worse and, and adults and adults well mainly children he's he in. was blessing the kids right um, and then as he turns away a lady grabs hold of him Yanks his arm, pulls him in and starts talking to him. And he was clearly upset at having his arm yanked because he's the Pope.
0: And he's trying to shake his hand free and yeah. not managing. Yeah.
1: So after the third yank that she gave him, he slaps her very hard on the hand and manages to free himself and wander off looking rather pissed off. He
0: looked, ve- he looked very angry for a
1: peaceful Pope. So, you know, did he, did he break the law there, hitting a woman? Did she break the law? Well, she
0: started it, but his response was just not what one expects from particularly Francis, given his reputation.
1: Is there any law in the Vatican? I've I mean, no do idea. you arrest popes? Has a pope ever been arrested? So he, today was all about forgiveness, and he made a lovely speech saying, you know, we should not hit women, which is nice. Thank you, Pope. Yep. Um, but it, it, it was so out of character. I mean, you should see the clip. It just. Um, it just wasn't like old Pope Francis who's all peace and love let's have a break amen so Mark
0: which UK Yesterday. city which UK city won the race to announce the first election result
1: um, well it's usually between two cities it's the best part of the election after that the election even goes downhill It's usually either Sunderland or Newcastle.
0: Which are neighbouring cities that the populations of which hate one another.
1: Yeah. But this year, another place, which isn't a city, I think it's a town called Blythe, stole the election coordinator from Sunderland to try and make Blythe quicker. Ah. And so there were three cities in it. Blythe, Sunderland and Newcastle. And which one? Newcastle.
0: But it wasn't the whole city of
1: Newcastle that won? No, Newcastle Central, which is one of about five constituencies there.
0: I have to tell you, since you've mentioned this, um, I actually worked in Sunderland uh, for a couple of years. And I was a reporter there. And one of my jobs was on election night to cover Sunderland I think it was Sunderland South, it was either North or South, that, won, that became the first uh, to win, and that was my big Chris story. Mullen. Chris Mullen, Very good knowledge. And then I had to do reports for the BBC all around the UK talking about how quickly they worked and stuff. Uh,
1: the MP from Newcastle, whose name I will mispronounce, is right. Onamura. Okay. Made her speech. I mean, it took slightly longer than normal because I think a few more people voted mm-hmm. and there were problems with the computers. Right. She gets up, she goes, as the first MP to be elected from the Labour Party, I'm happy to say that I am presiding over a 100% Labour Parliament at the moment. <laughs> and Just another 649 seats to go. To go.
0: And... Of course, it went downhill from there. Boris Johnson. It went
1: downhill really quickly because Blythe, which was the third constituency, I think, to declare, has been Labour for 70, 80 years, went to the Conservatives. Uh, A gentleman called Ian Levy won by about 700 seats. Good knowledge. And it started what was the worst Labour performance since the 1930s. Um, Labour had been behind in the polls, but... They'd been behind two years ago, and there was still worries in the morning that things would would go towards labor um for the conservatives uh, but it just the ele- the exit poll at eleven o'clock came out ten o'clock mm-hmm. eleven o'clock ten o'clock ten and it was clear that there'd been a landslide. Can I
0: rant or do you want to have a go you have a
1: rant i mean we can have a good rant. rant about this okay
0: i was listening to a podcast. Yes, I listen to rival podcasts. Um, it was of our the football team that you and I support, Manchester City. Mm-hmm. Um, and they very nicely on the podcast invited somebody to come onto the show who works with food banks. There's a big push around the UK at the moment to try to get as much food for poor people. Uh, and a lot of football teams are joining in. And they're saying on a Saturday before the game, come bring a can of baked beans um, and we'll give it to the poor people. When the guy had finished the whole interview and it was great, the last thing he said was, and this was his appeal to get people really into it, he said, given the election result we've just had, there are gonna be, many people think there are gonna be five dark years and more and more people will need the help of food banks. I was really into his interview until that point. I thought he'd spoken beautifully. He'd explained what the problems are. But to bring politics in, to say that it's going to be a terrible time we're under Boris Johnson when we're n- nowhere near the first hundred days, which is how one judges a, a, a government, and, and to turn something that was so important for charity into something so political, I thought was disgusting, and I will now think twice about giving to that charity.
1: And I, I think that sentiment is really what defined the election there was a lot of celebrities on the day saying vote Labour, vote Labour. Twitter was awash with people saying you can't vote for the Conservatives. And the Conservative voters were generally quiet. They waited till the day of the election and they put their X in the box and Labour lost seats in its traditional heartlands. Actually, um, the vote, people that voted Conservative, a high proportion of them came from like lower paid working-class backgrounds, which the traditional you, Labour voters. Which is what you
0: predicted throughout this campaign. Yeah.
1: Jeremy Corbyn had completely lost the basis of their electorate, the working man. Um, you know, he concentrated on these niche groups um, and, and those people that need food banks. I mean, it, it's a tragedy that people have to use a food bank. But to the everyday person on the street, food banks are not an issue. Food poverty is, is not what, what, what bothers them when they vote. I mean, there are arguments to say that food bank use has increased with the increase of food banks, that if there were no food banks, people wouldn't need food banks and they'd make do, which is, you know, an argument against it. But ultimately, the election was decided by the fact that the Labour Party, which is their for years, for generations, for working people has decided that it knows better than working people and will prescribe what's happening for them.
0: We're way over time. Do you want to give 10 seconds on your prediction for the United States or your warning?
1: Well, I I think it, it, it is a very, very good lesson. And I don't think the Democrats are learning it at the moment. You know, the electorate out there don't like to be told what to do. They don't like things like impeachment. Trump's popularity is going up during the impeachment. You know, talk to the electorate like they're sensible people. Look at what they want and not try and sit there and go and call your opponent an evil person that will make the world dark. Try and actually talk to people and find out what they want. And if the Democrats want to win the election, that's what they're going to have to do.
0: We haven't been smutty so far. I promise you we will be after the drum roll. Cobblers.
1: Question number 3 which dick resigned after the watergate scandal
0: uh, okay so that's richard nixon
1: correct okay
0: why so, why are we uh, you stressed the word dick i'm assuming you're going to be smutty rude naughty
1: etc yeah it's listicle time
0: we're going to be naughty
1: we're going we're going to because we we were talking politics i've decided to carry on the political theme um,
0: Sigh, people. Don't don't turn off. Don't turn off when he says that because this is very funny. But
1: fun. Yes. While I was watching the election, um, usually behind the prime minister there is a collection of very very strange people who are standing just to get their face on the television, who who lose all their money that they put into the election and get about twenty votes. So uh,
0: let me just explain. Sorry, you're talking about when the results are announced. When
1: the, yes. So in Boris Johnson's constituency of Uxbridge and South Ruislip. There was about fifteen candidates because people want some fame, and amongst the names were Yace Interplanetary Time Lord Jogenstein, Bobby Smith from the Give Me Back Elmo Party, Count Bimface, <laughs> Bunty Twunting McFuff. <laughs> That's not easy to say. And Lord Buckethead from the Monster Raving Loony Party. So we've decided for this week's listicle to do politicians with stupid names. That's great. And, and there will be a running theme of like rude names and people called Dick so, a so lot.
0: Th- there was actually during the election there was a guy dressed as Elmo who basically followed Boris Johnson around.
1: Correct. And and do you know what his party policy was? It was all about reuniting dads with their kids in divorces. That's nice. Yeah. Okay. Did so he like, get any votes? Uh, Twenty-two. Okay. No, he actually got like sixty odd. Okay. And and the good news is that. Lord Buckethead beat Count Binface. And when the results were announced and <laughs> Lord Bucketface won behind Boris Johnson, he just stuck one finger up like that. <laughs> Both of them walk around with like bins on their head. It's oh, quite
0: um Yeah, so we've got uh, this list of what, 10 more?
1: 10 more politicians. And I'll start. Okay. Because we were talking about the monster raving loony party. At this election, they had two candidates, one called Sir Oinkalot, and the other one called Farming Lord Fatang Fatang Dave. <laughs> Is a sort of tribute so to Monty Python. Monty Python.
0: Uh, the second one we have Pat Mountain, who replaced Dick Brain.
1: Yeah, it's leader of the UKIP party. Right. Dick Brain, yes. Congressman in New Hampshire called Richard Sweat or Dick Sweat. <laughs>
0: oh, God. And then there's the TV pundit who ran for Congress, known as Crystal Ball.
1: This is one of my favourites. There's a Dutch senator called Tiny Cox. Where did you, you put this lot together? Where yeah. did you find them? Uh, would you believe the internet?
0: But no, was it on one particular page, or you no? Just no, wrote? I went
1: through th- quite a few pages. You are a sad um, man. You have no life. You say there's not a lot to do.
0: Baroness Susan Garden of Frognall, what's a liberal democrat, aka Lady Garden.
1: She's known as Lady Garden. Yeah. Yes, the governor of Idaho is called Butch Otter. <laughs> And funnily enough, he's a staunch <laughs> opponent of gay marriage, despite marrying a woman who's actually called gay. Really? He's, gay. The he's married to a gay otter. I have no
0: idea how you found these. Um, <laughs> I can't say the next one. Colorado State Senator
1: Randy Baumgartner. And then there's an Indiana State Senator called Randy Head.
0: And finally, the former mayor of Fort Wayne, Indiana, is Harry
1: Balls. Yeah, Harry Balls. Oh, Harry uh, Balls. Harry Balls. Harry Balls. I've got Harry Balls for my candidate.
0: Drum roll.
1: Oh. Ah, David dropping his microphone.
0: And the microphone just went. Anyway, thank you very much indeed. I don't know what I'm saying. Thank you for Welcome all back. panicked up. Oh, there you go. That's the right one. Welcome Who's back. back? True or false, Mark? There is a C on the moon.
1: Oh, I'm going to have to think about this one. It's a tough choice.
0: Would you like me to explain C?
1: Give me a clue. Is okay. it true or false? It's, it's,
0: it's not a C like... like it,
1: it, the first letter in Coke. It's true, because there's a sea of tranquility. And
0: I'm going to disagree with you and say there's no water on the moon.
1: Ah. There so you go. Good point. I, anyway, wrote, I wrote that question. So yes, I you did. I do know the and,
0: and, and we have to say that... So if it's not
1: a sea, what is it? A lunar mare. Which means? Sea. Yes. <laughs> moon, sea. moon sea. <laughs> moon um, sea. I have to congratulate... So why is it called the moon sea, if there's no sea? That's a place near New York, isn't it? Is Muncie. It? Oh, God, yeah. Yes, where the. In the news. Let, let, this week. Let's, not mock, anyway, um, let's not mock I just want to actually, for a
0: change, praise Mark because he basically produced this show as he does all of them. No, um, not true. Not true. You most. did the last two. But I think you should introduce this because I think this so is good So what you're trying idea. to say is,
1: I don't like this. No, it's I love it. I, no, no, no.
0: I'm being totally, totally, honestly praiseworthy. I think it's fantastic. So, question
1: four is our review section. And What have we covered in the. Last time we did sex dolls and we've done things you buy on Amazon and tourist resorts. So and prisons, uh, prisons. So, what we're we doing this week? We're doing reviews of the Moon. I think it's absolutely brilliant <laughs> on Yelp. <laughs> people have reviewed the Moon on Yelp. I'm not sure if all of them have been there. These people might be making it up. I'm not sure
0: if all of them are sane. Yeah. Go for it.
1: That the owner of the Moon hasn't replied to say thank you very much for your review. <laughs> now you start. Oh, I thought you oh, were, I'm starting. No, you were doing this. Well. I'll start. This is from Foxy of Buffalo, New York. I think it might be too soon for me to review the Moon. But here I am doing it, figuratively screwing it, limericking it like a loon, like a loon. God, that's not easy to say. Some say I can carry a tune, while some say I'm focused on poon. But when I start to dance and take off my pants, pants, <laughs> you'll see the whole of the moon. The moon and I have had a long and sacred relationship. We are intrinsically linked and always will be. The moon haunts me, and we are very good friends. I love the moon a lot more than I love the sun, although I love the sun. Because without the sun, we couldn't exist. And I love my son. The kitten, that is. Maybe someday I'll go to the moon. That will be awesome.
0: Thank you very much. Lily C from Atlanta, Georgia wrote, No menu. No valet parking. They don't take reservations unless you have a net worth of $15 million or more. You've got to bring your own oxygen tank. I tried going on Yelp and getting a look at their menu and stuff, but apparently Elon Musk...
1: Elon Musk? Elon Musk, Elon. Yeah. Do you know who Elon Musk is? Yes.
0: Okay. But... <laughs> But apparently, but apparently, Elon I can't. Elon Musk. But apparently, Elon Musk has the publishing rights to it. Whatever, give it a few weeks, and some Chinese guy will be selling a bootleg copy. Oh, I've had enough of that one.
1: Yeah, enough. I, I just want to point out before you go into that casual racism that Lily is, in fact, of Chinese origin. Oh, there you go. Okay. Next from a Christopher Cross in Conshohocken, Pennsylvania. I'm not a fan. I always seem to get caught between here and New York City. I know it's crazy, but it's true. And if you don't know what that is, go and watch Arthur, the film.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm afraid I don't. Um, Jack S. from North Hollywood in Carr, I assume Car is California, yes. writes, I have to be honest, the moon was a real letdown. It was dusty, barren, and I couldn't even breathe. I mean, talk about a claustrophobic environment. I was so excited to eat moon cheese, but the lack of refrigeration made it rocky. Every bite broke a different tooth. Hashtag not my moon. That's enough of that one.
1: Okay. And finally, Kurt C from San Antonio in Tux, which I assume is Texas.
0: T- oh, Tux, right. <laughs> As opposed to yep. from a
1: Tuxedo. Pfft. I don't know how you say P-F-F-F-F-T. <laughs> Pfft. 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 <laughs> if it's the moon was so great, it would be full all the time. What good is a new moon? And if the moon is billions of years old, why is it even called a new moon? Who needs this thing? It's always messing with the tides. Why can't it just let the oceans be? Talk about inconvenient. This place is pretty difficult to get to. The service is pretty bad. Most of the people who go there end up goofing around, playing golf, riding dune buggies, and planting flags. Also, the colour scheme is pretty stark. The thing is, supposed to be made of blue cheese, but I'm pretty sure that's false advertising.
0: I thought that one was quite clever. What should we do next? Go for a break? Yeah. Oh, go on. And the last question today: Who performed
1: the world's first heart transplant?
0: But um, Bernardo Bernard, Bernard, Bernard Bernardo, yeah, right. Chris, Christ Christian,
1: Christian Barnard. Christian Barnard.
0: In uh, no, in, in America. Oh, was South he South African? South African. Right. I think he
1: did it in South Africa, but ended up ended his life in Cyprus right. for some okay. reason. I don't know why. Maybe he was on holiday and had a heart attack. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So anyway, what are the letters for Cyprus in some places? It's CPR. Ah. Thank clever. you very much indeed.
1: Yes. So we're at our and finally stage. Thank God for we that. We couldn't make up our mind which and finally story to go for. So I'm going to do both of them.
0: And I, I actually, I have to tell you, I invited Mark because he's so much more witty than I to do both. You, your your repartee is top notch. I'm ground nosing you a lot today.
1: Oh, God, no. I've just read it again, this one. (laughs) Gone with the wind. A man whose deadly farts can kill mosquitoes hired to create mosquito repellent. Originally that story was he could make perfume tablets.
0: Go on, explain that a little bit more.
1: So I'm just looking at the story now. It's changed again. It keeps changing. The story was originally there was a man who had really awful farts and he was working with a company to make tablets that make your farts smell nice.
0: Okay. Worse than yours?
1: Yeah. But then the story changed. By the way,
0: but while we're talking about this, I suggest everybody listen to the Christmas edition. I think at the end of,
1: of part two or part three. Yeah, just <laughs> so have a good it, listen. It didn't get cut out in the editing suite. Yes.
0: The editing suite.
1: <laughs> yes. 20. Thank you. So the story has now changed to, Gone with the Wind, a man whose deadly st- farts can kill mosquitoes has been hired to make mosquito repellent. <laughs> but underneath, there's another correction, which says, We now understand that the story originated on a news parody website. Mosquito repellent companies have not expressed interest in working oh with a man God. whose flatulence can kill mosquitoes. We are now happy to set the record straight. Br-
0: that was in every newspaper in the UK. And it was, it was fake. Turns out t- t- th-
1: this is the spread of fake news. Brilliant. So, good job we had two stories. And why did we talk about Christian Barnard? Because we're talking about transplants. Farts. Ah. Ah. Okay. We're going to tell the story of Ehud Arie Laniardo. I think that's how you pronounce it. He is a billionaire diamond trader who reportedly dies. And I think just check that this story is real. A billionaire diamond trader went to an upscale medical clinic in Paris for a penis enlargement and wound up dead. The victim of a heart attack, which reportedly struck while he was under the knife. Ehud Arie Laniardo, 65, ultimately died from complications during surgery. He was said to have suffered a deadly heart attack just moments after getting an unknown substance injected into his penis. Citing Belgian media reports, Laniardo was the victim of a so-called Napoleon complex, meaning he was obsessed with his small size. He was always focused on his appearance and how others perceived him, said one friend. And do you know what the moral of this story is? Please. Money cannot buy you happiness. (laughs) and on that note subscribe (laughs) listen to our podcast we love you all happy new year (laughs) bye bye and David's gone